0: The first time I was in Vegas, I was actually headed there to camp. So we flew into Vegas, rented a car at the airport, and then the next day we were headed off to kind of hit some national parks way, way, way back in 2016. So while we were there, we drove the strip and kind of saw some different stuff because I was like, we have to at least see what's nearby, even though we're not going to stay to play. So while I'm you know, spending the morning, my buddy's getting breakfast, I'm bouncing around, kind of hitting the major sites. I'm on the Strip, parking the Jeep and rolling up to Caesars and checking out a few other spots that I needed to just snap a picture of. I stumble on the Aria. So I had no idea what this was. I just know it was a huge, 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 huge building. And they had a balcony that kind of like rolled right up to it. So I was walking on like the Skyway came in through the skyway and kind of coming through the bottom of the hotel and when i get to the basement of this building i'm a little turned around but i see a door and it was club jewel or the jewel nightclub at the aria so i basically pulled a kesha like classic like back door crack we don't need a key we get in for free no vip sleeves. like it was like awesome like it was ideal right so I slide into the Aria, nobody's there, not even the cleaning people. Like The cleaning cart is there, um, and somebody left their keys, but I'm walking through this club, it's full of confetti, there's drinks everywhere, so I'm just kind of like tiptoeing around, making sure I'm not seen. I walk up to the main entrance, I see the VIP, I go in there, I snap some photos, and it was just kind of like a surreal time. And I was like, in that moment, I vowed to myself that, the next time and the first real time I came back to Vegas, I would come back to the Aria. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at what you're doing to me. I'm Dietrich Hunter, and this is Curate Curiosity. Year, four months and a couple of weeks. Uh, and yet yeah, it's still nothing compared to the nights on the beach. Uh, close your eyes and don't peek. Today's episode is all about one special, special place in the world, two words, one place, Las Vegas, let's get it. So this episode is dedicated to a buddy of mine who really ushered me into my first time in Vegas, shout out to Lucas for having a bomb bachelor party, also for getting married later this month, super excited to see you and your lady do uh, the dance and, uh, yeah, commit to having fun together. So excited to share about Vegas and all of the adventures that I was just able to dip my toe in. There with a handful of seasoned professionals basically made it feel like a dream. So really cool time. Everything from, you know, the Strip to Fremont. It was awesome. Vegas is massive and it's got a lot going on. Obviously, Vegas is not just tourism, there are people who live there, people for sure who were impacted by the economy's downturn post-COVID and obviously the shutdowns that happened through COVID. So it was interesting, maybe not the right word, but definitely telling uh, that we visited Vegas in a special time, Right, going this year when most things are kind of deemed post-pandemic Still had this tinge of, you know, a bad taste in the mouth of a lot of people down there. Didn't get in one Uber where that wasn't referenced. Didn't have one authentic conversation with a local that didn't really name that, you know, Vegas has changed. So my story here may be accurate to yours pre-pandemic. It may be getting better with time, right? It might be the finest of wines, right? Better with age. But at the end of the day... My time in Vegas was one to remember. So the first question you always have to ask is, where are you going to stay? right? Vegas is one of those towns where this might not be your first question. If you're somebody who's, you know, bumping around, getting their gamble on, maybe you're just there for a short time, right? And a good time, not for a real long time. And if that's the case, and you're here for like just a 24 hour job or, you know, 48 hours in Vegas, you might not be as concerned with where you're going to stay. We were there for just a little bit longer than that. So I was super excited with my stay. And here's those details. So my name is Dietrich. I'm your host here on Curate Curiosity, and it was awesome to be able to find my hotel in Vegas, all right? The D Hotel is where I got to stay, is on Fremont, and yeah, there were so many things about this hotel that really stood out. It was a beautiful space, obviously well-maintained, some of the spaces on Fremont you know, have a little bit of age to them, and you can see the patina, but this one had either been redone or was rebranded as the D uh, because it looked fresh in there. From the machines to all of the different amenities involved, it was a solid spot. But beyond that, it was connected to one of the better hotels in the area, which is the Circa. So they were part of the same hotel group, which really means that the Circa's amenities are your amenities, which made the D super appealing. I'll throw some details about price a little bit later when we get into some of the experiences at the various casinos, but just know that you're not necessarily paying top dollar for a real snazzy solid room. They really want to get you in the door. You'll pay your resort fee on top of whatever you pay for your room specifically, but again, my room's base rate was below 40 bucks. And the overall fee was another maybe 20. Some of that got waived for all these different deals that were happening at the time we were there. And the reality is like you are going to enjoy yourself and they want you to spend money at the tables, right? They don't want the hotels to be cost prohibitive. So as you're looking around, make sure you find something you're comfortable with the area. Make sure you're nearby what you want to get to as well as in a spot that's got gaming and amenities that are gonna work for you when you have the money to spend and when you wanna just relax and chill. And for me, the D got the job done. Now as far as eats in Vegas, you have the spectrum at your fingertips. So I'm not gonna even attempt to really aim for some of the higher end stuff. Also because that's not what we aimed for when we were on our trip. When we were on our trip, everything we did was you know get to the gaming, enjoy the sports book really have some fun um kind of seeing what we could win and what we could see on big screens so our meals were more or less quick and dirty we were just popping from spot to spot meals were just kind of incidental it was just in between the fun times we were having now there were some decent drink deals obviously the main drink deal if you're playing drinks are flowing so make sure you keep that in mind As you're in Vegas spending money basically everywhere, no matter where you are, there's a way to get a drink that feels like a free drink. But uh, yeah, depending on if you're winning, you're either paying very high prices for that drink or you're beating the house, right? So keep that in your back pocket. But as far as actual bites, I'd have to go with these top three spots. So number one, you know me. I'm an average Joe bro sometimes, and one of the ways that I'm fully average is I hit the McDojo, right? I like McDonald's, right? It's a clutch thing in the middle of a time where you don't know what you're about to do next, you're not sure um, how much time you have to you know, scarf something down quick, and you want it to be hot, fast, and decent, McDojo's a great option, and the D Hotel has a McDojo, a McDonald's, I know I keep saying that. A McDonald's right on the first level. So it was something that I frequented if we were just coming back from being out for a while. I went down there before I met up with the guys on the first night flying in. I popped by, just got, you know, a little crispy chicken situation. So there, there's something to depend on, a little thing for you to lean on there. Aside from that, we had two meals, um, another clutch spot located just... Uh, Down the street, same spot, Fremont, we're all about the Fremont experience on our trip, was Pop-Up Pizza. So Pop-Up Pizza is just inside the plaza, which is at one far end of Fremont, right? When you pass the Circa, plaza's there. It's got a beautiful old-school carousel with some uh, drinks that kind of flow in that area from time to time as well. But Pop-Up Pizza was dope because we came right as they were closing. It was awesome to slide in and, uh, yeah, kind of parlay back and forth. And we ended up paying about half price for all the pizza that was left for the night, right? She threw it in the machine for us, heated it up, and we got probably two for the price of one. The Other thing is that they had a really, really decent, um, like pepper sauce. That pepper oil was fire in more way than one. Uh, Definitely go to Papa Pizza and ask for that oil with your stuff. It is kind of a more Detroit-style-y feel. It isn't fully that. I don't think they marketed it in that way, but it was delicious. It was really, really, really solid. A good, solid, late-night bite. Last place we went was Ellis Island. So Ellis Island has a solid menu. We got one reservation during our time, and that reservation was there. We all sat down for a big old kind of family dinner, um, but we did order our own entrees, and nobody was upset by the portion sizes at Ellis. So Ellis Island is a little bit off uh, the beaten path as far as not in that Fremont zone that we called home, but it was worth the trip. We wanted to kind of check out and vibe with some other people that were in town while we were there. And it was important for us to get a good hot meal. So Ellis is great um, for that, as well as for some strong pours and strong portions. So if you're looking for bang for your buck, That is what I would choose. Really, again, solid five on the decent scale. Yeah, I would say it's something that I would definitely do again. Last honorable mention, um, the Oyo, our first night, we're out just kind of linking up everybody, kind of getting out, stretching their legs. We went to the Oyo, and while we were playing there, um, they had two dollar buds, right so that was a cool move obviously those deals may or may not last we want the content to stay evergreen but at the same time check it out maybe there's something else that they have to offer but yeah those buckets were well priced and it made it easy for us to kind of hunker down for a moment get a game plan and connect so i would say food is something that we really didn't tap into a ton while we were there in vegas but definitely 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 plenty of options for you. <laughs> so one of the main experiences that I was able to have this time in Vegas, Stuck with me partially because my semi-first time in Vegas. So I know this trip is all about my first time in Vegas, really being with the guys for this bachelor party. Again, shout out to Lucas and the whole crew that were there. But the first time I was in Vegas, I was actually headed there to camp. So we flew into Vegas, rented a car at the airport, and then the next day we were headed off to kind of hit some national parks way, way, way back in 2016. So while we were there... We drove the strip and kind of saw some different stuff because I was like, we have to at least see what's nearby even though we're not gonna you know, stay to play. So while I'm you know, spending the morning, my buddy's getting breakfast, I'm bouncing around, kind of hitting the major sites, I'm on the strip, parking the Jeep and rolling up to Caesars and checking out a few other spots that I needed to just snap a picture of. I stumble on the Aria. So I had no idea what this was. I just know it was a huge, 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 huge building. And they had a balcony that kind of, like, rolled right up to it. So I was walking on, like, the Skyway, came in through the Skyway and kind of coming through the bottom of the hotel. And when I get to the basement of this building, I'm a little turned around, but I see a door. And it was Club Jewel or the Jewel nightclub at the Aria. So I basically pulled a Kesha, like, classic, like, Back door crack. We don't need a key. We get in for free. No VIP sleeves. Like it was like awesome. Like it was ideal, right? So I slide into the Aria. Nobody's there. Not even the cleaning people. Like the cleaning card is there. Um, and somebody left their keys. But I'm walking through this club. It's full of confetti. There's drinks everywhere. So I'm just kind of like tiptoeing around making sure I'm not seen. I walk up to the main entrance. I see the VIP. I go in there. I snap some photos. And it was just kind of like a surreal time. And I was like, in that moment, I vowed to myself that the next time and the first real time I came back to Vegas, I would come back to the Aria. So that's what I did. I got to check out the Aria for... Flawless Mondays with DJ Vice um, at Club Jewel or Jewel Nightclub at the Aria and I am so glad that I did. We were clearly there during a time when it was summer and it was summer league so there were tons of famous people floating around the entrance trying to get in as well as inside through the various forms of VIP which by the way to mention VIP just seems like an expensive way to stand there and look at everybody else who's not in VIP because it was really like only like every other you know, 20 minutes with the people in VIP, like really seem turned like they was enjoying it, right? Most of the time, they're just kind of like standing there looking around. Um, some of them are passing bottles, but that wasn't a consistent enough thing to, to to really make it look worth it. So I don't know. But if I do VIP, I'm definitely not doing it like that. I'm gonna be moving around, uh, dancing, making, making friends as well as um, cocktails with whatever they have in our section. But Either way, we got to see Kenny Smith um, as I was exiting the night. Um, He was there, you know, enjoying some sweet libations as well as some good company. And, yeah, it was packed, man. It was packed. So I think the things you should know for sure is you're going to bump into someone uh, who you've seen before, likely off of TV or uh, an athlete of some kind. It's going to be full from VIP uh, to the cheap seats standing in the middle Trying to get down to the dance floor Or from the top at the balcony um, And things will be expensive But All of it will be worth it because the jams Do not stop If you are like me and you enjoy you know, That club atmosphere For both the movement and the meeting people I would say that these Spots they just don't miss Everybody there is dressed to the nines It was fully positive Nobody was on any wild weird stuff and everybody was just really chill right but people in the middle and on those balconies they came to move baby and it was cool to experience live especially because again i had been in this place before and i saw the vision and that vision came true So aside from hitting the club with, uh, you know, a few of my famous friends, right, Uh, I also got to bump into a lot of talent at Summer League, right? We came to go to Summer League and being in Vegas for Summer League was something that for me was a little underrated. I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did, but to have that much basketball, that much talent, that much live sports back to back to back all in one day is just the right amount, actually, right? I didn't realize how the shorter games and the various teams and the two, three courts would make it feel so electric. One of the things that I would say first is bet on a few games. You're in Vegas, hit the sports book, put something down, try to figure that out, right? Because at the end of the day, it'll just get you hella invested. You're gonna feel totally different with a little bit of money on the line for some of these rookies, for some of these up and comings, and it'll just kind of make you a little more tapped in. So aside from teeing up the bets, bring your appetite. They had heavy pours and heavy portions in the stadium. So we were at UNLV, I don't know who's running their menu, um, but I like their style, right? Like your style. It's incredible that a stadium could actually get this right, especially it being a UNLV, especially it being kind of this gimmicky, you know, bunch of people descend on this space for Summer League. But they did. They definitely didn't miss on this one with the selection as well as with their service. The last thing I would say is take more pictures. This is the one regret I have from Summer League, is looking back, I was super invested in kind of chilling with the guys, as well as, you know, really getting plugged into the game. But I didn't take as many pictures of people or at the bench, we're, you know, super duper close, able to basically touch these guys on the way up. Obviously, that'd be weird, but like, you get what I'm saying. The reality is that you never know where these guys are headed, and maybe they're gonna be in a town near you, or at the bottom half of a roster for a team that you'll go see in your Chicago's and your Dallas's or your LA's. So considering what we got to see and the amount of talent that was in the building, I do regret not taking more pictures. All in all, Summer League was definitely the right call. Just a beautiful way to experience sport and especially basketball. last thing I want to do real quick under our experiences is kind of give you a quick snapshot of the top casinos on Fremont Street. So I'm going to hit this, you know, quick and dirty rundown. You know me, I love lists. I want this to be useful for you. So let's run it. All right. So number five, Binions. I'll say this, the virtual horse racing, and least attentive staff that I experienced during that time. So, virtual horse racing is awesome. You'll sit there. a you know, the guy we ran into was there for more than like two, three hours, right? Have been there. Gone from 20 bucks to a couple hundred bucks, right? So, he was just chilling for the last few hours and enjoying the atmosphere. But overall, in this spot, I would say Binion's struggled to have service that really met the expectations and level of the surrounding other casinos number four el cortez let's get it right three words really stand out at this spot this was one of the first spots we went to three words push the button so push the button is an awesome game i was introduced to it here you'll know what i mean when you get there um if you've already been then you for sure know what i'm talking about the staff at el cortez even though this is a smaller spot super attentive we were there during the day this is off the beaten path a little bit this is kind of at one edge of Fremont opposite of what you would have um, in the plaza so I think make sure you're going to this place with people you can trust also I wouldn't plan to aim at this at the end of your night when you're already kind of a little woozy or feeling your drinks Um, we got to know the full staff though as I said This was an older spot, so they kind of had to be attentive because a couple machines broke down, right? So while we were playing, we got to know uh, the wait staff, obviously. We got to know the pit admin, and we also got to meet a couple of the repair guys, right? Everybody was super cordial, super friendly. We were there, you know, starting our trip, really leaning into the beginning of our first full day. A couple other guys were there doing the same bachelor party thing we were, and it was just a full vibe, right? So if you Pull up on El Cortez, go ahead, and push the button. Number three, the D Hotel, gotta give it to them again. Uh, The number three spot goes to them because they have both old school and new school horse racing. If you know, you know. Super fun. Um, Get your quarters ready, right? And they had a consistent level of attention, right? The D is one of those hotels and casinos, obviously. That have people, you know, right at five o'clock when the time turns over into evening, the ladies come out, they kind of have this like go-go vibe to them, as well as the wait staff is uh, very attentive, right? The, the place starts to fill up, people pouring out of their rooms, people pouring into the doors and having a good time. So again, check out the D Hotel, very, very modern casino, couple levels of gameplay for you, uh, plenty of space with a solid bar on the second level. They call it a Canadian bar. I would challenge that. I don't think maple leaves on the bar make a bar a Canadian bar, uh, but someone in their marketing team does. Number two, number two, the grand. This is the best $1 blackjack table I've ever seen, right? So it was insane to be able to learn there, uh, to be able to connect with the staff there. We saw the same people when we came there a few different days and we won big here. Right. This was our first few Vegas bombs, our first big celebrations, our first times really getting exposed to that black chip life. Right. And understanding what it feels like to hit the jackpot on a pair, not one on a pair of slots. Right. So we had a great time in the grand. Uh, the grand really did give us a couple grand on this trip. Ironically. Right. A little wordplay there for you. But I'm not going to say who. It wasn't me, though, right? I didn't win really any money. I was one of the only people on our chip that didn't break well beyond even. Number one, though, really ideal spot, the Circa. So the Circa is insane for a bunch of reasons. So atmosphere on 10, weight staff on 10, screens on 12, right? Like the screens were enormous Everywhere in the circa. This was an unmatched virtual roulette experience as well as blackjack. But then you go dig a little deeper and you get to the sports book, they got the stadium swim upstairs with the same bot. So the sports book on the first level is obviously ideal. You have people there placing their bets and also watching those games play out. But if you are staying at the D or at the circa, their amenities are your amenities. So you can pop up the stadium swim. You don't have to stay inside just because you need to know those scores. You can place your bets, hop in your swimsuit, take the longest escalator in the world, and then chill on that patio, right? So a patio is like probably the worst way to describe it because it's a rooftop bar. It's got this day bar vibe to it. It's got cabanas. It's it's incredible. It's It's just an incredible experience overall, and I would be... Crazy to think that anything on Fremont could match the Circa. So, if you're going to stay on Fremont, if you want a solid, full-blown Fremont experience, I'd say these are your top five choices, either to stay or to play. Binion's, El Cortez, the D, the Grand, and for sure, the Circa. So, let me tap back in on Stadium Swim. I don't feel like I did it justice. Stadium Swim is an incredible scenario. Stadium Swim has... Six different pool options for you when you head to this rooftop space. It has cabanas around four of those pools so that you can really stay cool while also seeing your sports. Again, this whole area is oriented towards you having a sports book experience while swimming. You're not going to be swimming laps here, uh, but you're definitely going to be swimming in vibes. Uh, The last thing, though, great drinks. So that bar there had some signature creations. Those cocktails were amazing. One of the ones that for sure needs a mention was the white strawberry lemonade. I know not everybody's into, you know, drinking things that are a little bit more sweet or kind of fluffy, right? But at the end of the day, when you're in Vegas, it's 100 degrees and you can feel the heat blowing over the top of this roof. You're gonna want something to cool you off. And some of these signature cocktails are gonna get the job done. And the one that I would recommend for sure, number one, is White Strawberry Lemonade. So check out Stadium Swim, again, those big, big, big wins in the amenity department at the Circa, as well as at the D. Again, just an insane summer sport watching experience, all contained at the Circa. So to close out this episode, we've talked through a handful of things that are worth recapping. The stay, obviously, the eats, not a ton in that department for our trip this time, and then the experiences. But beyond that, there are a couple details that I just think you should know that I feel like if I would have known on my first time in Vegas, things would have gone a little bit smoother or I would have had the right next step in mind. So number one need to know is... Black chips keep the party going. If you know, you know, right? Black chips, $100 chips. You are trying to have a good time? You should be winning. Next, if you're headed to a club, I would say wear pants. So I got dinged on the dress code at the Aria. Um, I had to Uber back to our spot, switch my pants, head back over. But again, it was worth it. I got to party with, you know, Kenny Smith for a hot minute. We were in the same area. He didn't know I was there, but I knew he was there. You know what I'm saying? So it's all good. Next, not all push the button is created equal. I know I put in a little bit of time earlier when I was talking casinos and gaming. Push the button's the way to go. Obviously it is. The only thing better is $1 blackjack. But when you're thinking about push the button, there are two versions of this game. Look for the collective version rather than the solo dice style. Um, it'll last longer, right? It's way more communal, less transactional. If you're playing solo, push the button, you might be winning, but if you're losing, you're going to lose money quick. Last couple things, there's no rhyme or reason, right? There's no rhyme or reason. This applies to slots, right? It might feel like you have a hack or you're like, oh, I know if I make this next move, I'm going to get this amount, right? Or I'm going to pull up on this machine. The jackpot looks swollen, right? There's, there's just no rhyme or reason. So don't get sucked in by all the bells and whistles. Also, don't get sucked into spending more money than you plan on spending swollen jackpots pockets or just lights on screens. There's no rhyme or reason on Fremont is the next thing you should know. It's kind of a bubble sparks principle out there, right? It's like booty, 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 booty rocking everywhere. It's a little crazy. You may want to rethink, you know, some of those plans that you have to just chill on Fremont Street um, because it can get real, real quick, right? Real as in just like open nudity, right? If that's like something where you're like, yo, we was trying to be out here with our kids or something like maybe rethink some of that because after five, bubble Sparks principle applies. No rhyme or reason, right? There's booty everywhere, right? So be aware of that. Be aware that Fremont Street is a 24-hour party um, and that some of those hours are more wholesome than others. Last big thing that I think want to just communicate is there's plenty of free entertainment though, right? If you're looking to not spend a dime, you just ate and you're just trying to chill, Fremont Street has stages up and down the street on each side it's important for you to realize that there's street performers some gimmicky some not but there's music available of every genre late into the night they play until like two or three in the morning so really 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 get tapped in right if you're tapped out of funds that doesn't mean the fun stops there lean into the fremont experience Follow Curate Curiosity on Instagram to see snapshots of our adventures. And subscribe to Curate Curiosity wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Dietrich Hunter, and this has been Curate Curiosity.